Have you ever wanted to attempt the four-part challenge in Walt Disney World? Some may say it's stress-inducing and difficult, and while it is, it also can be a lot of fun. In today's episode, I'm going to be explaining what the four-part challenge is, how me and my friend Courtney attempted it, and some tips to help you attempt this challenge on your own. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Dabbling in Pixie Dust podcast. All right, y'all. So if you've never heard of the four-part challenge, it pretty much says it in the name. At Walt Disney World, you have four different parks between Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Magic Kingdom. And your challenge originally was to hit all four parks, one ride in each park, one snack in each park, and one drink in each park. However, Courtney and I modified it when we decided to go and do this challenge because we don't like to spend a whole lot of money in these parks. Um, We'll buy like a lunch or a dinner here and there, but we're not gonna go in there and spend like $100 on snacks and drinks. So we modified it to see how many rides we could do in each park. Now disclaimer, we did not do Flight of Passage and we didn't do Tron as we would have had to buy an individual Lightning Lane for Tron because you can't park hop until two. We also used Disney Genie Plus in this challenge to help us out because we did it on a Saturday and it was kind of busy, not too terribly busy, but it was kind of busy. Um, And also we just drove to each park instead of taking Disney transportation as each park is within like a 10 minute drive from each other and we have annual passes that allow us to park for free. All right, so let's get into our four park challenge day. So first and foremost, of course, how I start a lot of my Disney videos is we bought Disney Genie Plus at midnight. Um, At 7 a.m. that morning, Courtney got the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy, and I booked Test Track at 7 a.m. for 11. Once we did that, um, we both decided to get to the park around 1030, and there ended up being a problem with the Guardians virtual queue. Um, So we had to try it again at 1 o'clock. Guys, I will say, please try and make sure you're not trying to, like, hook your passes together at, like, midnight the day of your trip um, or your challenge because that's what we ran into was we originally had a Guardian's Lightning Lane that was supposed to be at, like, 1130, and it ended up not hooking my pass to Courtney's phone, so only Courtney got it, and they wouldn't add me into her virtual queue slot so we ended up having to try for the one o'clock but we did end up riding test track in the single rider line after this whole incident and then we went back through with our lightning lane um, at 11 for test track so we kind of rode it back to back at 11 o'clock I booked Soren um, for 12:35, and so after we got done with test track and having our fun over there we kind of walked over to Soren and hung out um scanned in five minutes early at like 12 30 um yeah and so we actually got out of Soren. we were really really scared that we were going to have to book the virtual queue for guardians while we were on Soren, but we did get out of Soren at exactly 12 58 and courtney was able to get our virtual queue for guardians Um, But we had a long wait. It was showing like around five hours until our time to ride. So we walked around Epcot, shopped a little bit, and then we parked, park hopped over at two 
um, and we went to Animal Kingdom. After I had scanned in at Soren earlier in the day, um, I booked Dinosaur for 2.15 um, because we knew we would be over there about that time. So we rode Dinosaur at um, around 2.45 actually because, you know, it takes a little while to get back to park and then to get back there. Um, the good thing is you get like an hour window. So we scanned in the dinosaur um, at 2.45 and waited 10 minutes, you know. And then we were done. So then we stopped to get lunch and I was I was having problems because this day wasn't exactly the busiest day um, for like a Saturday. So a lot of people, I guess, hadn't bought Lightning Lanes had bought Disney Genie Plus and we're using Lightning Lanes because it was telling me like I could book stuff now and I was trying to book out stuff later so I kept having to wait to book stuff but I finally was able um, while we were eating lunch to book Rock and Roller Coaster in Hollywood Studios at 4 30. After we ate lunch we walked on over to Expedition Everest in the standby line because it was only a 20 minute wait and we rode that and then park hopped over to Hollywood Studios around 3 45 ish. Once we got into Hollywood Studios, we slowly um, started walking back to Rock and Roller Coaster, and we got the scan in at 4:35. Um, once we rode Rock and Roller Coaster, we walked back to Star Wars Land, um, where we started to get nervous because Rise of the Resistance was down. And like I said earlier, we were trying to hit the big rides in each park, other than like you know, Flight of Passage and Tron as Flight of Passage always has a two-hour line, and of course, we didn't have time to wait for that, and we weren't going to buy the individual lightning lane. So, Rise was down, so we decided to just walk around and shop, um, and we actually um, tried Cat Sackus Trading Post mixed popcorn, and honestly, neither one of us was a fan. If you like Trix cereal and the weird aftertaste that you get from Trix cereal, then you'll like this popcorn mix, but the popcorn itself wasn't bad. It just has like a really weird aftertaste that I really didn't care for. Um, so while we were sitting around eating popcorn and just kind of chilling out, um, I booked a lightning lane for Space Mountain at 920. And just to keep in, keep you guys like knowing what time everything was, um, it was around 530 when I booked this lightning lane for Space Mountain. We were about 20 minutes from being called back to guardians and so 20 to 30 minutes from being called back for guardians and so we just decided that we were gonna have to leave and give up and just about the time that we did we saw a couple people like rushing past us like running and i pulled up my app and it showed that rise had like a 15 20 minute wait so of course naturally courtney and i started booking it to get over there and we waited about 30 minutes for Rise and left the park and headed back to Epcot as our virtual queue had been called for Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, this was my first time riding Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And our song that day was One Way or Another, which I've only ridden it twice that time. And then I wrote it like, I think, a week later, a week later. Um, and that time, I, I forget what song. We had that round, um, but it was not as good as one way or another. We had so much fun 
<laughs> so once we got off, we left Epcot for the second time that day and headed over to Magic Kingdom. Once we got into Magic Kingdom, we, of course, head to Space Mountain because we had a lightning lane. And, of course, Space Mountain decided that it wanted to break down. Why would it not, honestly? Um, so, naturally, what do we Disney nerds do when Space Mountain breaks down? We went to the People Mover. Um, <laughs> I did go ahead and book Big Thunder Mountain Railroad when I realized that Space Mountain was down, but we rode the people mover so we could see Space Mountain with the lights on, and y'all, it is absolutely crazy. After we rode the people mover, we walked over to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and rode that in the dark. I will say it's one of my best pro tips. Um, ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at night. It is so much better. You feel like you're going so much faster. It's just amazing. After riding Big Thunder Mountain, or after I scanned into it, I was able to get a lightning lane for Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I said, it wasn't that busy that day, so I was able to get back-to-back -back times for lightning lanes. After this, we walked back to Space Mountain, and it was around 1045, and it came back up. So we scanned our like special-issued lightning lane that was issued for when Space Mountain went down earlier. And we rode Space Mountain. We got out of the ride at around 11 o'clock, which was when Magic Kingdom closed that night. And of course, we had finished our four-part challenge for that day. So we went to Casey's for our victory meal and to let the park clear out. And that's another pro tip that I have. Um, anytime you go to Magic Kingdom, whatever time Magic Kingdom closes, you can order from Casey's up to 30 minutes after the park officially closes. So, like, this time it was at 11. You could order Casey's um, up till 11.30. So, that is what we did. And if you do that, then you're kind of eating, you're chilling out, you're looking at shops because everything else stays open, like, an hour after park closes. So, you're kind of doing all of these things and letting people... Um, clear out of the park so you're not dealing with them and after we ate and shopped around at the Emporium for a little bit we were literally able to walk out of Magic Kingdom and walk right on the monorail and had absolutely no problems getting out of the park and that was the end of our four park challenge that day that we did it we walked over 14 miles and around 28,000 steps so I don't want you guys to think that like this was some small undertaking while Courtney and I had a great time riding rides and I kind of thrive off stress so being stressed out about whether or not we were going to get on Guardians or we were going to get on Rise of the Resistance and making sure like everything was planned out accordingly while it stressed me out it also made everything really fun because we kind of felt like we were just like living on the edge a little bit um but it's no small undertaking. Um, if you're not used to walking a whole lot, I would not recommend this challenge because by the end of it, like Courtney and I are young and our legs were killing us and everything ached. Um, and we still had to drive like an hour back to where we live in Florida. So pretty much, you know, we were grumbling and we were complaining about how 
tiring that challenge was, but we definitely loved it. And we honestly, I think right now we're planning to do it again um, when park hopping hours are canceled pretty much um, come January, I think it's January 8th or January 9th of 2024, where there's no park hopping time. So we're going to do that and we'll probably end up trying to see if we can fit in Tron and um, Flight of Passage as well. So yeah, I'm going to leave the rides that we did in each park in the description. And like always, I'm Haley and thank you for listening to the Dabbling in Pixie Does podcast.